welcome to Idea Podcast. My name is Sepide, and in today's episode, we will be talking with Dr. Hamed Sadegian. Hello, Hamed. Thanks for being with us today. Thank, hello, Sepide. Thank you very much for inviting me. It's my pleasure. Great. Uh, so, um, as an introduction for our uh, listeners, um, Hamed received uh, his PhD cum laude in 2010 from Delft University of Technology in Mechanical Engineering. In 2011, he joined TNO as a principal scientist. In 2014, he received his MBA degree from Vlerik Business School of Belgium. And in 2016, he co-founded Nearfield Instruments. So far, Nielfield has received uh, more than 40 million euro in funding and reached more than 75 employees. Hamid is currently the president and chief technology officer of the company. Also, he is a part-time associate professor at Technical University of Eindhoven and holds more than 70 patents and more than 100 peer-reviewed technical papers. So, Hamid, um, in just a few years, uh, Nielfield, two-person startup to a strong company on the verge of delivering its product to the market. How does it feel for you? Well, uh, for me, it feels very uh, satisfying. It's, uh, it's been a, a great journey. Uh, of course, we had a target and a goal in mind, but uh, the journey itself is also... A, a unique experience, and uh, I uh, learned a lot, and I enjoyed a lot. I can imagine. Just so our listeners can get an idea, could you please explain what Nearfield is about and how it started? Nearfield Instrument is a, a equipment manufacturer for a semiconductor metrology uh, market. It has started in uh, 2011, where I uh, established a program called uh, Nano Opto Mechatronics Instrumentation, in abbreviation NOMI at TNO. Mm -hmm. uh, within a couple of years, we were able to have a proof of concept of a system uh, to show the innovations to potential customers. Uh, potential customers uh, got interested uh, while you're doing testings. They saw they could get uh, results and solve their pain that uh, existing solutions could not do it. Um, mm -hmm. Meanwhile, in order to have a solid business plan, uh, in 2014, I decided to put considerable time on the company, uh, and I did an MBA with a focus on the business plan of Nearfield where at the end of the day, uh, I made a business plan of Nearfield. And in 2016, we started the company. Um, in 2017, among several potential customers, Samsung mm -hmm. Electronics uh, became very interested and Samsung Venture Investment uh, decided to uh, uh, basically uh, invest at Nearfield, in Nearfield, together with innovation industries and uh, TNO Tech Transfer. Uh, these, are, these were the shareholders and we started a company with two men, me and my colleague Roland from Philit. Um, and then we started building the company from scratch uh, and also in parallel building the product for the most uh, demanding uh, customer. 
uh, we have uh, gone through the first round of investment and second round of investment while building the mm -hmm. company in total, as you mentioned, 40 million. We have now about come close to uh, 80 employees uh, with the facilities, productions, clean rooms at, uh, in, in Rotterdam and second uh, branch in uh, Eindhoven. And we are in the verge of uh, delivering, shipping the first product to the market. Uh, in Eindhoven, you are based in high-tech campus, right? In Eindhoven, we are indeed in high-tech campus. It's a great place to be. Indeed. Um, uh, so how, how did you build your, your team, specifically the core team? You mentioned that uh, the, the colleague that you had from TNO, that basically you were the first, uh, you co-founded the company together. But how did you start to bring in more people? Uh, the, it's important to have a great technology. It's important to have investment and funding in place. But these two, without having a great team, is meaningless. Mm -hmm. um, and you need also a type of people that, first of all, their core knowledge is strong enough. Uh, they have a rather also experience in the field. But you know, you know, you need the type of people that would like to be owner to own something and to get it done, have a big mm -hmm. impact and have an entrepreneur uh, type of uh, attitude. Mindset. Yes. And then you can actually picture for them what, uh, what they can do, uh, make them the owner of the company and product as well. And then uh, uh, this is how at least I managed to have a great team uh, at Nearful Instrument. And then at a certain moment, you get momentum, you get the name, you get the brand, and then it goes uh, smoother. Uh, I can imagine. Uh, how do you basically manage this interaction with this uh, with this team that you built? I don't. I, I don't even. I don't manage them. You know, uh, what I learned uh, by experience is uh, when you have the good people, you don't need to manage them. You only need to support them. People mm -hmm. at Nearfield. Uh, what I'm extremely proud is that they are they, they are take ownership, they take responsibilities. Therefore, there is no micromanagement or management. It's just facilitating and make sure that you can support them. Uh, that's if you if you I think this basically requires also a mutual understanding from both sides, and it's great if you have people have this sort of mindset. Absolutely, absolutely. Having the uh, right people with this mindset, uh, mm -hmm. professional, uh, agreeing on the deliverables, agreeing on the results, but let them decide which direction to take to get to that result and not exactly. dictate or manage which direction. Mm -hmm. Let them direct and agree on the result. Exactly. Um, so, I mean, you've, you've come a, a, a long way, basically, you did, a, um, you, you took a greater step, uh, but um, was there any sort of a big challenge along the way um, that um, kind of put you in doubt? Uh, there are, yeah, many big challenges uh, in, uh, when you start a company. Mm -hmm. This is my third experience in uh, founding a company. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, 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 you have many, many challenges, uh, especially when you talk about a high-tech equipment for semiconductor industry. It's a very in capital intensive. 
you need extremely knowledgeable and experienced people. Mm-hmm. You have to have a technology, a product propositions, which is by far better than the existing solutions. If there is a marginal improvement, nobody is interested. There mm-hmm. have to be enough incentives for the customers, for the investors, in order to actually take that risk because it's extremely risky. So mm-hmm. convincing them, really showing the proposition, the value propositions that the product and company brings is a, is a big challenge. On the other hand, you know, you are competing with a multi-billion uh, uh, euro companies very well established in such a consolidated market. In one hand, you have to compete them on the product. On the other hand, you have to still build your company, which is, that's to me, the combination is the biggest challenge. Okay. Now I can, I can understand that it's, it can be <laughs> very uh, challenging at points. Um, what, was the, what did uh, help you the most uh, approaching the investors? Um, in this, uh, you know, uh, there are not many investors, unfortunately, nowadays that uh, t- uh, take the risk and investing in hardware, in capital intensive hardware. There are many mm-hmm. investors that are basically uh, supporting uh, uh, software related, uh, you know, these days apps, uh, but much less hardware. Um, so I would say there is no shortcut. You have to try it. You have to have your, you know, your uniqueness uh, clear. You have to have a great team. But what helps a lot having a customer who sees the potential and advocates the uniqueness of your product mm-hmm. then investors get uh, much more uh, confidence and are willing to take risks yeah basically it helps them to to trust uh, in uh, what you're offering indeed um um, so I have one more uh, question um how, how did your academic path uh, help you to get where you are uh, I've been always connected to the university, to the academic world uh, actively, uh, mm-hmm. and that really helped uh, in, in this field. Uh, let me explain it as following. Um, sure. For, for, for our field, what is important is you not only solve the immediate and the current pain of the customers, but you are able to show that in a sustainable way, meaning that you have a roadmap that the customers and investors can see you are for a longer term in the market and you can uh, bring solutions for much longer term than today. Well, mm-hmm. by definitions, the, the target of the, the, the goal of the company is never a, a very long term. They have to focus on short term and collaborations at the university side and working at the university allowed me to build these long-term technologies to be able to also, you know, have them ready uh, that by the time that it comes, uh, serve the market. Mm-hmm. And then we could, in the university, uh, we could get a much more uh, radical, uh, disruptive uh, developments uh, while your great uh, PhD students and postdoc that I had. Uh, I understand. Um, how, how do you evaluate the current uh, collaboration in general uh, between university and industry, at least in the Netherlands? And 
overall, I would say it's uh, there are uh, quite some uh, collaborations currently between industry and university. In my view, it can be further improved. Uh, mm-hmm. I think what is important is you know, resources are scarce. And uh, what is important is university understands uh, the industrial industrial needs, what they really need. Uh, mm-hmm. in, and, and when they propose some research, uh, they have to really sanitize it that this is really something that helps industry. This is something that industry indeed agreed that they need it. That will mm-hmm. certainly uh, intensifies the collaboration between industry and university. Uh, how do you think we can we can make that happen? Uh, it, it, what uh, what comes to my mind is that the, uh, you know uh, have a mutual understanding, having the uh, the uh, the professors in the university, but also also be involved in the industry. You have to experience mm-hmm. it. You have to burn your finger in order to see what industry really means and what industry really need. Mm-hmm. Vice versa, the industrial residents being at university help them to get the mindset of a university research and from which direction they can help the industry. So they should mm-hmm. come closer physically and, and really see them uh, how, how the two fields are going. Yeah, I understand more, basically more um, uh, intimate collaboration, basically. Indeed. Okay, considering the current state of the world, uh, did the COVID-19 pandemic affect your business as well or uh, you managed to move on? Uh, It it certainly affected uh, our business, uh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, In in several ways, the most extreme one is that uh, most of our uh, colleagues are working from home. The majority mm-hmm. of them, except those that they have to work in the killing room in the production, that unfortunately mm-hmm. we cannot do it from home. Um, <laughs> yes. And the challenge is to keep the spirit, the the uh, the team working environment is still you know alive, and that's that's quite challenging. You yeah, know, when you are at home, you feel alone, you feel detached. Uh, especially in such a mid-sized company, you know, everybody interacting with each other, and that is difficult from home. So that, that, that's, that is still a challenge uh, which uh, we face it. Um, mm-hmm. On the other hand, the pandemic had a very positive effect on the semiconductor market. Semiconductor market has, has grown up because of the pandemic, because of the trends toward more cloud computing, working from home, needing of a much more stronger devices. Therefore, that has been a driver at sem- for semiconductor industry. So we see that the market is, uh, is growing. Unfortunately, because of pandemic, it's becoming more difficult to travel to be able to visit our customers, to ship our product, to be able to install or service our product, that becomes difficult. So there is no free launch. There are, there is a good side of it, and there is a you know more negative uh, side exactly. of it as well. Uh, everybody. But I would say we are we are managing it as a as a team. Uh, everybody is helping uh, each other to you know pass this difficult uh, situation. Yeah, and keep the spirit. Indeed.
Uh, so let's just change the tune of discussion a bit. Um, what would be your advice to someone who doesn't want to have a corporate job and would like to start uh, her or his own business? I have only one advice. Just do it. <laughs> yeah, especially, especially, I think everybody uh, nowadays, we have a luxurious positions. The reason is following. The market demand for good people is mm-hmm. way more than what is available in the in the market. Mm-hmm. So you don't have you don't lose anything. Just try it. In a worst case, that it doesn't become a success, you still can go back to corporate job. So it's a unique opportunity. You know, there have been moments that uh, you were afraid of. Okay, you know, if I start and fail, maybe there are not enough jobs. Maybe. Cannot find a, the job, but that's not the case. So even on that period, I would have advised just do it. But now I would say certainly do it, but do it in a, in a you know, thoughtful way. Sanitize. You should have a, a, a solid business plan. You have to have a good idea. Uh, make sure that you have a coach or an advisor who has gone through this path before. That really helped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can I can understand. Basically, use uh, other people's experiences to 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 do it right. Indeed. Um, we live in an era where technology changes quite fast. So does the job market. What do you think is the best way to manage all of this for someone who is at the earliest stage of their career? Uh, indeed, uh, we are living in a era that uh, it's it's amazing. Uh, the job market uh, is changing extremely fast. My mm-hmm. advice would be that, uh, you know, you should have a core expertise, of course, and in the earlier stage, uh, you should invest and make sure that you have a foundation of a core technology uh, mm-hmm. that you really master it. And then you also have to keep one eye in becoming a sort of a generalist. Uh, what I mean is that be able to, uh, you know, expand your knowledge uh, of several more fields. Nowadays, most of the you know technologies are multidisciplinary. Therefore, if you have in your backpack of knowledge and competency more than just your core competency, few more that makes you much more attractive for uh, the market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand. Okay, my last question: What's next for Sada Hamidia? What's next? Well. I'm looking for uh, forward to have uh, near field uh, in IPO to be able to go to the public market, and that's my next target. And uh, what's the time frame on that? Um, 2025. Okay, so it's um, that's uh, uh, in 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 a five year five years from now. Great. Thank you, Hamid. Thanks a lot for uh, joining us for this conversation. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I'm sure our listeners uh, will also enjoy it. Um, uh, all the best to Nearfield and uh, hope to hear uh, from you again in, in future. Thank you very much, Sepita. It was a, a pleasure to talk to you and uh, share my experience. And uh, I wish you uh, 
the best in these difficult situations and uh, full health for you and your family. Thank you very much, Hamid. Bye. Bye.